0: But we have a couple in the house that time is of essence in their life, and we wanted to get them in once again before uh, the next event takes place in their life, and they'll be able to share more with you on what that next event is. I'm not going to steal their thunder, but it's a team that we have partnered with for a number of years. Uh, He and I used to serve uh, board of trustee members of the Tidewater Bible College, The Lord brought our lives together there. He was a professor at Regent University, worked there at the uh, university as well, and we just, the Lord just knit our hearts together, and then met the family, and knit our families together, and what a beautiful family that has been serving God here, and here in the states, but but connecting the states with India and Haiti uh, through Love and Hope Ministries, and We've just been a joy of ours to be a part of that uh, missions outreach every year uh, as we, they would go to India, go to Haiti, and all the churches and all the lives and all the people and all the pastors and all the families that are impacted. But now God is uh, taking our doctor who has now graduated his doctorate, and, and uh, the Lord has put him on a launching pad and is going to be launching him forward for even more. Same subject for you guys, More more. And, uh, and we wanted them to come in and share with us the update because even though this launching pad may take them out of the immediate area, it's not going to take them out of the hearts and out of the uh, missions and outreach and evangelism of Christian Embassy International Church. We're going to still be connected and apart, but we wanted to hear from their heart. Before he gets too big and he sends representatives back from, to the states to, to speak on behalf of Love and Hope Ministries, we get the real deal. Amen. So I don't know if Gloria's going to be, are you going to participate too? Yes. So if you would, let's let Gloria and uh, Jabez Rapaka, Dr. Rapaka, come on up and uh, we just turn it over to them and let them update us with what God is doing. And one thing we love about Sister Gloria, she's a Holy Ghost girl, full of the fire of God. We love it. Amen.
1: It's so good to be here with you. I thank God for his goodness. And I'm so happy to see what God is doing with Christian Embassy. And as pastor said, we're moving forward. You cannot look at what God has done five years. That's over. So we need to move forward. And it's exciting to have a pastor in a church where they have a vision to go forward. Because remember, if you stagnant, you know what happened. Yes, you die. Or water that is stagnant has mosquitoes. (laughs) It becomes infested. We don't want that for Christian embassy. We want you guys to be a life-giving place. Um, Some of you know who we are. I'm Gloria Rapaka, and this is my husband, Jabez Rapaka. We've been coming here for a while. And as Pastor just mentioned, the Lord is shifting our lives. Last year, I shared with you that we were going to be going on a mission trip to Haiti. And I remember I'd made a statement on the thing, and when I went home, I'm like, why did I say that? And I was saying that we go on mission trips to Haiti, but I don't really like being in Haiti. I should have not said that. (laughs) Because the next thing I know, the Lord told me, you will be living in Haiti now. So starting August 8th, we will be moving to Haiti with our two daughters. Um, our son, Jeremiah, he's going ahead and doing what God calls him to do. But we're going to be taking the girls' way first. I'm going to briefly tell you what God has been doing to Love and Hope Ministries the past 13 years. And last year was really a step of faith for us. The, the thing I love about God, God doesn't tell you, like, if he has a big plan for you, he always gives you a little bit at a time. A little bit. Because if you give you the big picture, you'll run away. Yeah. So we used to do one mission trip. Then it became two mission trips. And lastly, the Lord said, okay, trust me for four mission trips. And we were like, Lord, how are we going to do this? And the Lord was faithful. We were able to go to two trips to Haiti and two trips to India. And he, we saw the power of God move in mighty ways in both places. Our ministry... In Haiti and in India, it's really we minister to the pastors and their wives. The blessing in America, which I love, is like usually a pastor is blessed to have a salary and the church support them. But most of the churches in Haiti, the pastors have no salary. They work for free, basically. They have to trust God for everything they need. And for you who know what Haiti looks like, it's a very difficult place to live but those pastors minister just because God called them they work hard and as Jabez and I see the need the Lord put in our heart we try to support them just to give them a little breather for them and their family financially and also we provide a lot of teaching for them we train them we provide prayer support for them so we can continue to encourage them also, we have an orphanage in Haiti that we support with some boys. And also, it's children home in Haiti. Our children receive free education, free food, and shelter. Unfortunately, in Haiti and India, school is not free. We don't really have free school in Haiti. Most people pay for their kids to go to school. So that's why we have a very low of People that are educated in Haiti, because unless you have money, you cannot go to school. So we try to invest in the life of those children by providing a school for them. And the blessing we have in Haiti is that no matter what the school is, we can pray, we can teach, we can do whatever we want. Though Haiti, the national religion is voodoo or witchcraft. But if you are the Christian school, you can pray, you can teach, you can do anything you want. So what we we use that opportunity to preach the gospel to the children in the community. Because once they come, and especially if a witch can give you their kids, anybody can give you their kids. But we believe that as those kids come to our school, we're not only gonna teach them math and geography, because they can have math and geography and their soul will perish. What's the point? So we try to present the gospel and this is our desire in both school in Haiti and India. Um, we were able to repair our school in Haiti last year. It was really, um, can we please loop the, please can you, I'm sorry. Uh, so you can see what we've been doing throughout Haiti and India. And also, in India, we have a ministry to the widows. A lot of the women in India, once they lose their husband, especially sometimes they live with in-laws, their daughter-in-law, and sometimes they cast them out, they become destitute. And our desire is to support them and help the widows because our ministry is the widows, often, and those that are, are in the poor children in India and Haiti. So we provide food and clothing for them. Also, we have a ministry to the HIV and AIDS people in India. A lot of the people in India end up acquiring HIV and AIDS. is because of sanitary purposes. A lot of them, they go to the doctor, they poke this person with this one, they poke this person with the same needle, and that's how the disease spread. And most of the time when they have this disease in India, they become outcasts. Society rejects them. And we have a pastor, he doesn't have AIDS, and his ministry is willing really to minister to people who... Polish Church is full of AIDS patients, and we try to help them because they can't find a job, and we help them in providing food for them on a regular basis and also ministry to their soul. And we have seen some of them getting healed, and we have seen them being encouraged and having a life, and a lot of them have been baptized. We thank God for that. Also, we have a Bible school in Haiti. This year, we're going to have our second graduation. We are excited about that. And also, in the future, we plan to open a Bible school in India. After Hurricane Matthew, everybody knows what Haiti was one of the places and in the fall last year who was really affected by the hurricane. And the Lord was able to use us to bring food to so many of the people in Haiti. Um, we will be moving in Haiti in August. It hasn't been a very easy decision to make. We love America if I say there's a place I love, I love America. I left my country 25 years ago and my desire was that like, to never go back. Gradually, God brought me back and put the desire to help my people. And last year, after I went through a very difficult sickness, I almost died in the hospital where they basically had to revive me. And when I came home and I said, Lord, I came that close. I want my life to count for you. So whatever you want, I will do it. He's like, well, I got you where I want you to be. And he spoke to my heart and said, you go to Haiti. And I was fasting and praying last year. We were going to go on a mission trip with my children. And the Lord spoke to me clearly. I wanted to go to Haiti and move to Haiti. And my stomach dropped. And I'm like, oh, Lord. And usually sometime when I seek the Lord, I will bring one kid to my room. And I would pray for them. And I brought my youngest. And then she just came and sat on the floor. I said, Mom, you know what I feel? We're going on a mission. The next thing we're going to move to Haiti. That's what I feel in my heart. And I look at her. I'm like, I didn't say anything. Because I figured that if I don't say anything to Jabez, I don't say anything to anybody, it might not come to pass. <laughs> so I kept it in my heart. And I keep praying. I went to Haiti. I'm like, there's no way I can leave here. There's no way I can leave here. And my husband came back from a mission trip, and he's like, I really feel like the Lord is shifting us. And I'm like, um, where do you think he's shifting us to? Because <laughs> I, I kept that, that's for three months now, I kept this quiet, I didn't say anything to anybody, and I'm struggling with the Lord. And he said, I think God is going to take us to Haiti. Mm. So I think maybe we should go fast about this. <laughs> so we did. And the Lord confirm it, and this is where we're going to be heading. What my husband, will, Dr. Apaka, will be doing in Haiti, my father, we're going to be partnering with him. We've been working with him. He has 27 churches in Haiti. So my husband will going to be he's 74 years old. Please keep him in prayer because he's been dealing with a lot of health issues. Actually, he's in the state right now receiving care. Um, he has some difficulties that we can't find what is wrong. But we know the Lord has a plan for his life. He's not done yet. So my husband is going to come alongside with him and help him in the ministry and administrate in 27 churches. We're also going to be training pastors and teachers. One of the other things we have in Haiti is that a lot of the pastors have second, third grade education, and they need more training. And I thank God for my husband. I always laugh. My husband has more degree than a thermometer. And I feel like God can use this to really, for him to pour out and those pastors. And we have churches all over Haiti, so that will allow us to minister to a bigger scope of the country, because as we pour into the pastors, they're going to be pouring in other people and spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. And also, we're going to be assisting, repairing churches. One of the things God put in my heart is education for children. I have homeschooled my kids. My son graduated this year. And With our Bible school, with our um, school in Haiti, we have K-12. And as I mentioned before, my prayer is that I will be going to Haiti and training the teachers really how to do biblical integration in their curriculum so that they can teach the Bible to anything that they teach. And every class the children go, they will have a chance to hear the word of God. So that's what we're going to be doing. Also, we have an orphanage in Haiti. We're going to be Helping with those boys and training them and making them men of God. So pray for us as we minister to the pastors and their wives. And before I leave, I feel like the Lord asked me to read that scripture to you. Tonight I was really encouraged when we sing, our great is our God. We pray for a brother who is sick. We had so many prayer requests. And before I go, I just want you to understand. Sometimes we sing the song. But I don't think if we grasp how great is our God. Because if we understand how great is our God, we will walk with our head high. Sometimes when the circumstances come, we'll be like, oh yeah, I see you, but let me remind you, my God is great. And this is my prayer for this church as well. In Ephesians 6, 1 verse 15, Therefore I also... After I heard your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. This is the prayer. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. So that the eyes of your understanding Being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. The glory of in your life because you are the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe. According to it, the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly place. When he put Jesus in the heavenly place, this is what Jesus is. And Jesus made that same power available to every single one of us. And I just want you to be remembered. A lot of time we sing the song, we say, his name is above all names. That's not what the Bible says. You know what the Bible says? His name is far above. There is above, there is far above. All principality and power and might and domination and every name that is named. Not only in this age, but every. In the age to come. So Jesus is far above all power, all might, all principality, whatever it is, is far above it. So whatever situation is in your life, his power is far above that. God bless you.
2: Good evening. I would like to share from the word of God. Thank you, Pastor Tim. Thank you for your love and partnership over the years with us. And uh, you have seen us through in good times and bad times. And uh, now it's time to go into new, new territory for me. But please pray for us. Uh, it's very hard. I've been teaching at St. Leo University, local Catholic University. I resigned my job as of two weeks ago uh, then we are leaving our home. Then they gave me to do, uh, to continue my education at St. Leo to do my second MBA, full scholarship. I started, I started uh, corporate communications last fall, but God t- told me I have invested in you enough, pack your bag, go to Haiti. So I had to dis- discontinue my studies there. And even though I have seven degrees or six degrees, uh, this is seventh or eighth degree, I lost count. So, but God told me I have given enough degrees, go on. And I was struggling a lot. Lord, lot, I'm losing everything here in the United States. Uh, but God reminded me, with God, you cannot lose anything. With God. So I'm struggling, I'm sharing with this, my struggle with some one of my students at region, now is a, a pastor in a local church, assistant pastor of a local church. <clears throat> Mr. Garcia, this is what I'm feeling. I'm feeling I, got, I, I invested in my education a lot. I invested money, time, energy, but I feel like I'm losing everything going to Haiti. Pastor, he said, you're not losing anything even God can bless you even in Haiti. And he said, I was talking to God in my, uh, usually I have conversations in in bathroom or in the shower. Lord, I invested so much in my life, in my education, my career, but I'm leaving, leaving everything. But after I spent all this time in getting all these degrees, I wanted to Get a full-time job and enjoy my life and uh, just leave the American dream. But I feel like God is telling me, My son, you didn't invest in anything, I have invested in you. 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 If you use what I have invested in you, I will take care of you. So with that thing, I got some comfort, and uh, I was reluctant like John at the beginning, but I'm ready to go. Haiti is uh, worse than third world country. My, I'm, I'm telling God, Lord, there will not be any Aldi's, no Chick-fil-A, no Walmart, no Trader Joe, no McDonald's. No pizza hut. Lord, I love love cookout. No cookout. So all these things I'm going to miss. But even though there is no Walmart, no all Aldi's, no Trader Joe, but we are going to minister to people. Please pray for us so that God will give us his grace and his strength uh, to work in that uh, difficult country. And please pray, for, we don't know where we are staying. We don't have home there yet. We are believing God for all. the all, We started this ministry 13 years. I, we started this ministry with $6. But God multiplied the, those $6 for the years. God blessed us. This, God blessed this ministry. But all these 13 years, we never took salary from the ministry. Uh, My wife worked hard, I worked hard, two, three jobs, two, three, four time jobs. That's how we took care of ourselves. Then what our people gave us, we put 100% in the ministry. But now, our monthly budget, not only to just our living expenses, to sustain our projects in India and Haiti, every month we need to raise at least $8,000. So we are looking for about 200 people who can uh, support us $50 per month so that uh, when we go there, we can work as full-time ministries, full-time missionaries, without thinking about raising funds. And uh, we are praying and believing God. But good news, prize, prize report, God already provided 100. Out of 200, we already have 100 uh, supporters who are willing to come willing to support us uh, $50 per month. So, uh, we still need 100 people. Our moving costs uh, would be about $25,000. We already, we are up to fourteen or $15,000. We need another $10,000 $10, uh, to move to Haiti. But God, God has been faithful. I'm not here uh, to beg or Uh, play on your emotions or uh, twist your arms. But see, uh, just ask God, Lord, this guy is going to Haiti. And uh, they are trying to do God's work. What you want me to do for this man? So it is between you and God. But if you invest in us, you are going to invest in the souls. Pastors, widows, elderly. We are working with the children and uh, Children home, a school. So we'll be traveling throughout Haiti and uh, just strengthening, strengthening the believers and also uh, teaching. I, we have a Bible school there, Love and Hope Bible School. Uh, we are graduating uh, when we go to Haiti in August, we are graduating our second graduating class. About 15 pastors are about to graduate next month. So we are building the uh, Church building, we are going to involve in church building and evangelism. Please pray for us. If you invest into love and hope ministry, you are are going to remember you are not giving it to us, you are giving it to God, and also you are establishing, you are going to establish the kingdom of God in Haiti. While we are in Haiti, we still live in Haiti, but I am also. planning to travel to India twice a year. I'm planning another trip in December. I heard your church is sending some team to Nicaragua. So please come. Come to Haiti or India. We will do a lot of great work in India and Haiti. And there are a lot. We have 1.6 billion people in India. And there are a lot of 800 million people are still Hindus, worshiping 3 million gods and goddesses. And uh, please come and help us if you want to come on a mission trip. uh, Just uh, contact Pastor Tim and we will work things out. So before any further ado, I want to I want to share a few minutes. I don't have a lot of time, but I will share from the Word of God um, here our our letters that uh, stating our move to Haiti and also, also our brochures, if you are interested, I will distribute them to you at the end of the service. Uh, But I would like to share from the Word of God three things tonight. The first uh, first, let us go to the Book of Philippians, the epistle to the Philippians, Apostle Paul, this is called uh, one of the prison epistles while he was in in Roman imprisonment during the uh, during the first imprisonment, he wrote four books. One of them was the book of Philippians. Book of Philippians, or episode of the Philippians, chapter 3, verses 7 through 11. But whatever things were gained to me, those things I have counted as loss. For the sake of Christ, more than that, I count all things to be lost in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them but rubbish so that I may gain Christ and may be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own derived from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which comes from God on basis of faith, that I may know him, the power of his resurrection, and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death, in order that I may attain to the resurrection from the dead that I may know Him that the, and the power of His resurrection and the fellowship of His sufferings being conformed to His death in order that may attain to the resurrection from the dead. This evening, I would like to leave three thoughts with you. First thing, know Him. Second thing, be known by Him. Third thing, make Him known known. First of all, know Him. Know Him. Here the great apostle who ever lived on the face of the earth, the great theologian, church planter, great evangelist, one third of the New Testament, great author, one third of the New Testament was written by Paul. He is a great champion. Once he was a Jewish terrorist terrorized the infant church in the Greco-Roman world. But on his way to Damascus, this Jew was terrorist by the name of Saul. And he was, he was struck down by the power of God. He fell down from his beast. Lord, Lord, who are you? Then he the, the sound from heaven said, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting because of that encounter, then since that time, since that time, he's passionate, his passion, his zeal, his desire is to know him. To know him, nothing else. Same Apostle Paul, one time he said, let it be far from me that I should boast in anything else except in the cross of Jesus Christ. His desire, his ambition, his goal, his everything he got, his desire is to know him. What is your desire? Once I thought in order to be great, I have to know all the books. I need to get all the degrees I can get. But this is the greatest theologian that ever lived greatest apostle that ever lived he studied at the feet of Gamaliel. there are only two, two or three universities in the greek world which which was located which one of them was located in the city of tarsus he graduated from the university of tarsus and he he was the greatest Gamaliel was considered to be the greatest one of the greatest rabbis, uh, uh, if not the greatest rabbi in the Greco-Roman world. At his feet, he got all the education he got. By the fact, matter of as a matter of fact, our prime minister, first prime minister Jawaharlal Nehru, I would have proved Bible is not true. But, because of two individuals, I have to agree the Bible is true. The first individual is Jesus. Second one is Paul of Tarsus. His desire is to know him. Know the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. What is our desire? As a kid, I used to sing, The the greatest thing in all my life is knowing you. The greatest thing in all my life is knowing you. I want to know you more. I want to know you more. The greatest thing in all my life is knowing you. What is your desire? What is your goal? What is your ambition? Once, John Wesley, the founder of Methodism, once he he said, as a Christian, we have only one business, that is winning the souls. First of all, Knowing Jesus. Know Him. Know Him. Know the power of Jesus. Just we read, my wife read Ephesians. He's praying, Paul is praying to the Ephesians, praying for the Ephesian believers. He said, he said in his letter Ephesians chapter 1 verse 15 through 23. For this reason I to having heard of the faith in the Lord Jesus Christ which exists among you and your love for all the saints, I do not cease giving thanks for you while making mention of you in my prayers that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory may give to you spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, in the knowledge of him. Know in knowing him. Know him. In the Old Testament, knowledge or knowing Him is equal to listening to Him. Listening to Him equals to obey Him. Trust and obey. That, is, that there, is no other, there is no other way to be happy in Jesus. Trust and obey. In the Old Testament, knowing is listening. Listening equals to obeying. Ah. Knowing him. Know him intimately. Not cognitively, but knowing experientially. Know him. Do you know him, Jehovah? Know him as a Jehovah Jairah? We know him as a Jehovah Shalom. Do you know him as a Jehovah Rapha? Do you know him, Jehovah Zitkenu? Do you know him as a Jehovah Shama? Do you know him? Do you know him as a Jehovah Nissi? Do you know him as a Jehovah Rohe? He is my shepherd. Roy, he is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Even though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. Thy staff and thy rod, they shall comfort him. Comfort me. Do you know him as your shepherd? Do you know him as your healer? Do you know him as your provider? Do you know him As your guide? Do you know him as your counselor? Do you know him as your comforter? No, moreover, he said, I want to know the power. The power, the power, the power of God, power of resurrection. The same power that raised Jesus Christ and seated him at the right hand of the Father. I want that power. I want to know that power. I want to have that power. Know him. The second thing is, knowing so many people think they know him, but they are not known by him. Let's go to the book of Job. Job had an excellent testimony from God. Job chapter 1, verse 6. Job Job chapter 1, chapter 1, verse 6. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came among them. The Lord said to Satan, From where do you come from? From where do you come? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, from roaming about on the earth and walking around on it, the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? For there is no one like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, fearing God and turning away from evil. What kind of testimony you have with God? What kind of testimony... We have with people what kind of testimony we have in our homes in our communities in our churches here god giving a great testimony about his servant job have you considered my servant job there is no one like him on earth a blameless and upright man Fear God. Here, fear God is equals to knowing God. Knowing God, fearing God, listening to God, and obeying God all are synonymous in the Old Testament. By the way, the book of Proverbs, book of Ecclesiastes, book of Psalms, the main theme of these Hebrew poetic books The main theme of these Hebrew literature. The main theme, the fear of God. The main theme in these books is the fear of God. The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. Understanding. So knowing God. And be known by him. On that day many people come to him. Lord, Lord, in your name. Did we not prophesy, did we not heal, did we not, did, we, did, did I not sing in the choir? Did I not preach in, in, in so-and-so church? Did I, didn't I heal in your name? But Jesus will say to them on that day, I don't know you. Let's read the scripture, Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7 verse 21 through 23 not everyone who says to me lord lord will enter the kingdom of heaven but he who does the will of my father who is in heaven will enter many will say to me many will say to me on that day lord lord did we not prophesy in your name And your name cast out demons and your name perform many miracles and then i will declare to them them i never knew you depart from me you who practice lawlessness whoa many think many are deceived thinking they know god they know him but they don't really know him here false desire lord my longing my desire not to have many degrees not to have many, many cars, not to have many, but Lord, I want to know you. I want to know you. I want to know the power of, power of Christ, power of resurrection. And I want to know the fellowship of your suffering. Lord, not only that, I want to be known by you. On that day, I don't want to hear those words. I don't know you. I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Lord, I don't want to hear those words, but I want to hear you, faithful, you good and faithful servant. You are faithful in little things. That's what I want to hear. Not depart from me you you who practice lawlessness i don't want to hear that word lord from your mouth i want to hear i want to hear you saying to me you good and faithful servant i want to be known by you on that day i want so many people want to be known by so and so I want to be known by. If you are famous, I want to be known by Pastor Tim Lambert because he's so famous. He's good. But my desire is more than knowing Pastor Tim, more than being known by Pastor Tim, I want to be known by God. I want to know him. Then, third thing, I want to make him known. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 19. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 19. Ephesians chapter 6, 19. Pray on my behalf that utterance may be given to me in the opening of my mouth to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador In chains that in proclaiming it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak pray for me that the utterance may be given to me in the opening of my mouth to make known to make known to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel what is your desire To know him, to be known by him, and also to make him known. The great missionary to Africa, Dr. David Livingston once said, Only Christ can save souls, but he cannot save souls alone. He needs you and me. He needs you and me. John Wesley, I, I repeat, John Wesley quote, as Christians, we have only one business, the business, the business of winning souls. Winning souls. I am reminded of i shared this recently in one of my preaching i want to remind you again i'm reminded of a great missionary who came in the 1900s in the mid 19 uh, in the 1800s in the mid 19th century welsh missionary from wales there was a great revival in in the in the early uh, early 18th century, 19th century, in the middle 19th century. So one missionary came to India to winning the soul, to win the souls. His aim was to win the souls. He worked hard and hard and hard and hard. But there was no success. He could not win any souls. Finally, he went to a tribe. He went to a place called Assam. And there he went to a tribe, a headhunter's tribe. Finally, because of his hard work, his zeal for evangelism and soul winning, finally, he converted one person after a long time. The tribe is very vicious tribe. They ha- head hunters. They ha- uh, hunt the heads of the people. In, those, in, those, in that culture, in the tribal culture, young man is proud. A he, 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 young man is known known or become famous based on how many heads he keeps as trophies in his home. The more heads he keeps in the home as trophies, he's known as very efficient. And uh, all, the, all the girls come after him because he's a valor. They want to marry him. That kind of tribe... He went to and finally he won one convert. But finally, this guy, when he was converted, he could not keep quiet. He went to to door to door. He went to door to door, knocking on the doors, preaching the gospel, telling them about Jesus, and he just sharing about his newfound love in Jesus. Finally, the news reached to the head of the tribe. The head of the tribe was furious. Now he summoned all the tribes, all the people, all the tribal people in his tribe, all the people in his tribe, he summoned to the public square. Then, then he asked this guy who was knocking on the doors and witnessing and sharing the gospel, Hey, are you the one who is preaching the gospel? Yes, sir. I'm giving you a chance to recant. If you don't recant, I'm going to kill everybody in your family. Your two children, your wife. If you don't recant, I will kill you also. And he said, I am not going to recant because I have decided to follow Jesus. I want to know Him. I want to be known by Him. I want to make Him known until I die. Then He began to sing this song I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided. To follow Jesus, I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. Then he ordered uh, these archers, these headhunters, Hey, he's the chief, he's the chief of the tribe. Hey, hey take, your, take your arrows or bows. They took the bows, and they shot his two children to death. Then he turned. The chief turned to this tribal man, Asami, again. Hey, you already lost your two children. You already. Then, if you don't recant if you don't stop preaching the gospel, we are going to kill your wife also. What do you think? Do you love your wife? Or do you love Jesus? Then he began to sing, again, though none would follow me, still I will follow. Though, would, though none will follow me, Still I will follow. Though, though none will follow me, still I will follow. No turning back, no turning back. No turning back, no turning back. Then the archers took their bows and shot her wife dead. And she fell to the ground and she was wiggling her, and and in that pool of pool of blood she gave up the ghost now the chief turned to this Assamese tribal man hey you lost your two sons you lost your wife i we are giving you last chance if you recant jesus If you promise us you would not share the gospel to any tribes, any people in our tribe, we'll let you live. Then he said, The cross before me, the world behind me, the cross before me, the world behind me, the cross before me, the world behind me. No turning back. No turning back. No turning back. While he was singing that last stanza, the archers shot at his, shot him, shot at him, and the arrow pierced through his lungs. He collapsed on the floor, singing. The cross before me, the world behind me. The cross before me, the world behind me. The cross before me, the world behind me. No turning back, no turning back. Paul, Apostle Paul was saying, Lord, I want to. Know you. Know the power of your resurrection. And also know the fellowship of your suffering. I want to know you. The greatest thing in my life is to know you, to be known by you until you come back. My desire is to make you known the story did not end there the chief was watching watching the all the episode the two children died the wife died finally he died suddenly the heaven opened this Asamis man was carried out by the angels into heaven he saw that beautiful vision then suddenly he stood to his feet. I want that Jesus. I pledge allegiance to the Jesus. Suddenly the tribe, the tribe, the whole tribe stood with this chief. Yes, we need the Jesus. If chief was the Jesus, we want also the Jesus. Do you know why? Sometime to make him known, he cost us something. The cost of discipleship. We are living by cheap grace. Grace is cheap, but discipleship is costly. Grace is free but discipleship is costly what are we what are we what are we are longing what we are longing for what are we looking for what is our desire what is our goal and goal let us ask paul paul wants to know him he wants to be known by him he wants to make him known that's why he could write in the epistle of galatians let it be far from me let it be far from me to post anything Anything else, except in the cross, 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 be my glory ever till rapture's soul shall find rest beyond the river. In the cross in the cross be my glory ever. Till my rapture's Soul shall find rest beyond the river. My friends, let's make it our goal to know Him. To be known by Him. No matter what it costs. No matter like that Assamist tribal man lost his wife, his two children, even his own life. But he saved the whole tribe. Let's make him known. Let's make him known. No matter what the cost. Let's make a commitment to God, Lord. The goal of my life is to know you.
0: The longing of my life
2: is to be known by you. I want to have that testimony like Job had. And also, my love, my desire, my life's purpose is to make you know until I die. Until I Until my last breath. I want to make you known. May God bless you.
0: Father, we just come together now. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your servant that brought your word. and We thank you for your family, Lord, and their obedience to carry your word back to a country like Haiti, where people think about all the negatives. And Lord God, they're seeing all the positives. To let the light of your glory shine in and through them to a hurting people. Lord, show us our level of participation. Show us, Lord God, our place in the history of the universe so that we will not miss our moment. I believe you're calling us, God, each and every one of us, not only individually, but as a family and as a church collectively. You're calling us, Lord God, to a higher sensitivity to your kingdom work. Lord God, to a higher level of pursuit of understanding and knowing you, the power of your resurrection and the koania or the contribution of your sufferings. And Lord God, to be known by you, not that we're building our kingdom in our name, but Lord, we're about building your kingdom in your name. And Lord, help us to never even dim our eyes for one moment to the purpose of making you known. Lord, we thank you that while each and every one of us cannot pack up and go and abandon our stations, we thank you for making connections and find appointments like we have made with the Rapakas, Lord God. That we can be a part of making you known in lands that we may never see, but souls that we'll spend eternity with as we partner together. Lord, we want to thank you that there's no man, no woman, no child on the planet Earth that your heart is not extended towards that your love is not available and your salvation is not to be experienced. But as the great missionary said, you need us to be a part of that. Sharing, caring, of loving, demonstrating. Holy Spirit, I just hear you calling us to a new level, a higher level of commitment to you. To you, Father God. To your purpose and will, Jesus, of that which you came and laid out in and through your life by the power of your Holy Spirit. May each and every one of us take this moment, search our hearts, delve into the deep places and arenas of life that maybe we don't even visit very often. But in this moment, may we spend some time there. the inner recesses of our heart and mind. Say, Lord, what are you requiring of me? What is it, God, that you want me to do? And even if you don't see the details, I think God would be very pleased if you would be committed to His way. For Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And none of us are going to come to the Father and His perfect will in our lives except through Christ. So Just embrace Him. Know Him. Jesus, I embrace You my Lord and Savior. I embrace you as my Redeemer. Just tell Him, I embrace you as my Deliverer. I embrace you as my Provider. I embrace you as my Physician. I embrace you as the one who washes my sin away as white as snow. I embrace you as a sacrificial lamb that you laid your life down for me. You gave your blood to pay my sin debt. You gave your life. And now, God, I give my life to you. Would you just embrace him as Lord? As Lord. Not a not a fictitious character, not a benevolent character, uh, uh, Entity, but as Lord Jesus, I surrender to Your Lordship. I want You to rule. I want You to reign. I want You to call the shots. I want Your will to be done in my life. I want to live through my expiration for You, God. I want my hands to be used by You. I want my feet to be used by You. I want my voice to be used by You. I want my 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 words, my life, my actions to be used by You. Jesus. Jesus. I call You Lord. Come on, just take it to that next level. Don't be one to just take from Him. I, I believe He's calling total surrender from you today. For me to live as Christ, me to die as gain. Jesus, I'm going to live for you. Did you just tell Him that? Jesus, I'm going to live for you. I'm going to live for you. Total surrender. Hallelujah. My heart, my soul, my mind, my body, my strength, I love you. I love you, Lord. With my heart. With my whole mind. With my whole body. With my whole strength. I love you, Lord. I love you, God. I love you, God. I embrace you and your desire for me. Your desire is my desire. Yes, the cross is before me. The world is behind me. And I declare there's no turning back. Whatever I put my hands to, God, I put my hands to for your glory, for your honor. Lord God, as I live, I live for you. I live to bring praise to your name, Jesus. I live to bring glory and honor to you, Jesus. Hallelujah! We bless you. We praise you. Let our lives count for eternity as we commit our ways unto you. Hallelujah. Father, I just pray as I see your Holy Spirit work throughout the scriptures in your way, how you come, bring comfort and you bring joy and you bring strength and you bring you bring glory, and you bring honor, and you bring praise to your people, Lord, that that have totally surrendered to you, God, Lord. There's a you are the you are the the, the one that lifts our soul. You lift us, Lord, so that we can fulfill our covenant. We can fulfill our promise unto you. So I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would flood each soul, every person here with your very presence now in a very special way, Lord God, to lift us up, God, to strengthen us, to fill us with wisdom and to fill us with strength and to fill us with power, to fill us with knowledge and to fill us with purpose that we might rise and go forth into this week, God, and go forth into this night. the days ahead lord god lord marching as uh, soldiers in your army but full of your joy and full of your peace and full of your power hallelujah and lord god as we go forward we say yes to you be the glory and to you be the honor and to you be the praise for it is in jesus name we pray and everyone said amen and amen come on put your hands together Let's just thank God for a a refreshing time and a call to a, a higher purpose in our lives.